Hello, and welcome to the Treasures of Truth podcast with Dr. Jeremy Simpson of the Thanks to Calvary Baptist Church in Elkin, North Carolina. We hope that you enjoy the podcast today as we search together in the precious Word of God. Welcome to Treasures of Truth podcast. Brother Jeremy here. We're going back to Galatians chapter number six, where we started on the last podcast talking about restoration. Galatians 6 1. If you've not already listened to episode 399, it leads into this one. But let's go with it. Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, you got to be saved. Brethren, you got to be spiritual. Ye which are spiritual, restore such an one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. I could read the remainder of the passage on down. There's some powerful words there. For if a man think himself to be something when he's nothing, he deceiveth himself, verse number three. But we talked on the last podcast about how our flesh does not like to restore. It likes to revenge. And as long as there's more than one person living in the same neighborhood, living in the same house, living in the same country, going to the same church, members of the same family, there will be the need for restoration of a weaker brother who has fallen. It's all hinging on chapter 5. We talked about that on the last podcast. The Spirit-filled life will lead into verse 1 of restoration. Now let's get into this word restore. Restore such and one. The word restore comes from two words. The first part means to complete or to thoroughly do something. And the second part means to mend to repair, to adjust, to join together, to fix, to frame, to make something perfect. Now, if you put those two words together, this compound word, restore, it means to thoroughly repair, thoroughly adjust, completely mend, completely join together, completely fix. You understand what I'm saying? Thoroughly frame it, thoroughly make it perfect. And hear what what I'm going to say. Partial forgiveness, partial apology, partial love is total hate, total forgiveness, and total bitterness. When God wants you and I to bring somebody back to proper fellowship, we ought to do it thoroughly. We ought to do it completely. There's not any truth in half forgiveness. It's either all forgiveness or it's no forgiveness. I know people that need mending. They need their lives repaired. They need their lives fixing. And I'm glad I can report according to the Word of God that God is able to fix what's broken. And He's not just able to fix it and mend it. He's able to fix it thoroughly. I heard a preacher say he had two ladies in his church got crossed up with one another and and had been that way for seven years. And one of them got real sick and was in the hospital, and, and the other one came to her, and she was she went into this big spill about how she wanted to make things right and cried tears and slung the snot, and all of a sudden she dried it all up, and she said, Now, if you get well and get out of this hospital, it's going to be like it always has been. <laughs> Friend, that is not forgiveness. She didn't thoroughly fix it. She didn't completely repair it. Somebody said, you need to bury the hatchet. Well, that's good, but make sure you put the handle in the ground too. 
A lot of people put the axe head, the hatchet head in the ground, but they leave the hatchet sticking up so if they need to jerk it back out, they can. Don't bury the hatchet. Bring the broken pieces to Calvary and let God fix it and do what you can't do. There may be somebody listening right now. You got a son or a daughter or a husband or a wife or a mom or a dad, a friend some relation in your life that needs fixing, that needs mending, needs repairing. As a pastor, as a podcaster, I want to have a part in repairing somebody's broken life. I want to have a part in repairing somebody's broken home, somebody's broken heart. I love it when I see a family that's in shambles, get under preaching, get under strong counsel from the Bible and see God take them from broken lives and, and, and bring them to restoration. Why is that so important to you? Because I know that the only thing between me and that play, place of brokenness is grace. It's not our talent that has brought us this far. It's not our intellect that has us where we are. It's, it's not our good deeds, our good works that's brought us where we are at. It's grace and it's mercy. If it hadn't been for Jesus, we'd all be in a mess. And, and it's interesting, this word restore is used other places in the Word of God. I, I want to give them to you because I, I, I believe it has shed some light on, on what we're supposed to do as restorers. One place that you find the word restore is in Psalm number 51. You know Psalm 51 is where David had sinned. And uh, it was a grievous sin, and he never got over that sin as far as the physical, uh, mental consequences of it. And by the way, forgiveness does not mean no consequences. That's another subject for another day. Psalm 51, the word restore is used in relation to the request of a sinner. David had sinned. Sin had, re had, had robbed him of his joy. And here's what he said, restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. In the midst of David's spiritual affliction, he said, God, restore me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. He said, God, my joy is out of joint. I've met a lot of people whose joy was out of joint. If there's any people in the world that ought to be happy, you know who they are. It's the people of God. David said, my joy is broken. That's what it means. My joy is broken. Sin will break you. Sin and rebellion will break your joy. And when you've drank from the bitter waters of sin and rebellion and had your fill, I'm glad you can cry out to God, restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. I'm glad when you claim Calvary, when you claim the blood, when you repent and forsake that sin, there's a God in heaven that knows how to let the joy bells of your heart ring again. There's some people that need their joy fixed. You know what the Bible says about joy? That the joy of the Lord is your strength. How many times have we come to Jesus and said, fix me, fix me? Oh, he can. And there may be somebody listening right now, you've lost your joy. What you need to do is come to Calvary again and say, God, restore my joy there's a bomb in Gilead there's a sympathizing savior that can fix you 
and restore you. So that word restore is used in Psalm 51 in relation to the request of a sinner. But in Psalm 23, he uses the word restore again. He restoreth my soul. It's used here in the role of the shepherd. In Psalm 23, the psalmist is describing all the good things the shepherd does for the sheep. He leads them in green pastures. He leads them beside still waters. He anoints their head with oil. His, the cup is running over. Goodness and mercy is on the trail. Table is on, uh, the table is full in the presence of his enemies. But he said one more thing the shepherd does. He said, he restoreth my soul. When you get down in the valley, you get out of joint, you get out of kilter, you've broken yourself, and it seems you're never going to hear the voice of the shepherd. David said, down in the valley, he can restore the soul. He fixes the soul. He repairs the soul. He, re he mends the soul. He puts it back like it was before it was broken. That's our shepherd that knows the sheep by name. And when we've gone out and wandered in the fold, uh, away from the fold in the field, and you've gotten among wolves, and you've and 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 you've gotten bitten, or uh, you've gotten trampled, or maybe you've gotten to a into a into a hole, and you've broken a leg, aren't you glad the shepherd will come looking? He doesn't leave you there. He doesn't say you did this to yourself. Uh uh. He restoreth my soul. That word restore. I've already mentioned this a couple times, but. It, that word restore is a medical term, like when a bone has been broken and the doctor restores that bone back to where it was before the break. That sheep maybe, and see, David understood that word restore in, verse, in chapter 51, Psalm 51, Psalm 23. That great physician of ours can take the broken pieces and restore them back to their rightful place. How many times has God brought our life from shambles to restoration? And there's been times the devil's told me, you're finished. That's it. You're done. God will never use you again. You had that bad thought. You had that wrong action. You had that wrong motive. You're washed up. You'll never shout again. You'll never say amen again. You'll never sing the songs of Zion again. You'll never enjoy another service. You've really messed up this time. Why don't you tell the devil where he's headed and let God restore you today? That word restore means to put it back like it was before. He's the good shepherd. And in Psalm 51, the request of the sinner, restore to me the joy of thy salvation. In Psalm 23, the role of the shepherd, he restoreth my soul. But then in Galatians 6, where we're at, it's the responsibility of the saved or the spiritual. And let me say the same Bible. I want you to hear what I'm going to say right here because it's big, Barney. The same Bible that gave us the ministry of reconciliation is the same Bible that gives us the ministry of restoration. Because it's not only our responsibility to go out and reach those that have never been saved, it is also our responsibility to find those that have been saved and wandered away. We've got to get to them. We've got to love them. We've got to pray for them. It's the forgotten ministry of the church. In Baptist churches, you can preach on reaching the lost with the gospel. You'll get an amen. You can preach on missions, giving to missions, 
and you'll get an amen. You can preach on passing out tracts and going soul winning, and you'll get an amen. But you start preaching on restoring those that have fallen, and it'll get a little quiet. But it is much as a part of the Bible as John 3, 16. I've heard it preached over and over and over about John 3, 16, about how God will save anybody. But when's the last time you heard anybody preach that God will restore anybody? Remember over there in Jeremiah 18, one of my, I say, a lot, I say this a lot, one of my favorite passages. I got a lot of favorite passages. It's a good book. It's God's book. But you remember over in Jeremiah 8, 18 when the vessel of clay was marred in the hand of the potter? The potter didn't ball it up and throw it out the window. The Bible said he made that marred vessel again another vessel. It ain't over. God still loves you. He can help you. You can get the touch of the Holy Ghost back on your life. We serve the God of another chance. He's not just the God of a second chance. He's the God of another chance and another chance. And we would not be here today where we are if it were not for the God of another chance. Look back over your life. See how many times you come close to really fouling up what God was doing in your life. Aren't you glad His mercy and His grace and His long-suffering kept you? We need a fresh burden for the lost. But we need a fresh burden for the fallen. Yeah, we should care about those that have heard the gospel, but we should also care for those who have wandered away. It's a whole lot easier to criticize than to care. Well, I knew they weren't real. I knew they'd fizzle. I knew they wouldn't last. And rather than pray for them and love them and shed tears over them, that's the attitude we take. So what do you do when someone needs restoring because we have this responsibility number one keep the door open keep the door open don't don't shut the door some mamas and daddies never going to get their children back home because they've shut the door and i believe we should live right and do right but we always need to keep the door open there's some that would rather die than ask their mom and dad to forgive them because they, all they see is phariseeism and critical spirit Daddy slammed the door behind him. Hey, when the prodigal son left the father, he let him go. But I don't believe he slammed the door. That son knew if there's anybody in this world that'll take me back, it's my daddy. So keep the door open. And then number two, stay right with God, ye which are spiritual. You cannot control the spirit of others. You cannot control the spiritual level of others. All you can do is take care of yourself ye which are spiritual keep the door open and stay right with god and one day you may hear a knock at the door you may hear the doorbell ring and there may be someone there standing when you open the door with tears in their eyes saying i need to come home i need to get back right with god if a person is overtaken with a fault ye which are spiritual restore such one what a powerful passage Today, you've got the opportunity to go out and be salt and light and make a difference in this world. If you're listening in the evening, why don't you plan right now? Tomorrow morning, I'm going to get up, read my Bible, pray, get filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm going to go about the ministry of reconciliation, those that are lost, and I'm going to go about the ministry of restoration, those that are not where they ought to be. I'm going to let them know that God can thoroughly repair them, restore such and one. 
Till the next Treasures of Truth podcast. God bless you.